I'm wearing glasses. Don't let that intimidate you. Yes, it does make me smarter, though. So. There's this whole idea I've been thinking about, obviously, because that's probably in the title of this video, one thing at a time. That's something productivity gurus like to talk about, focusing on one thing at a time. There's this whole idea, multitasking. Uh, there's been studies that multitasking is not the way to go because it takes energy to switch from one thing to another. To your brain, there's mental fatigue with working on a thing and then woo, this other thing, bloopity blue. I'm gonna go take a nap now because I'm tired from all that switching, you know? Um, and that's generally something I try to avoid and fail all the time. I think ever since it's, I think it's gotten really bad ever since the, uh, since in internet browsers allowed you to open new tabs and now you can have multiple things happening at the same time. And like when I am editing video and I have to export some video to upload, I hit export and it's like, Oh, this is going to take five minutes. I better do another thing immediately. And then I'll go to Twitter or I'll go. I, rarely do I go and then work on something that I need to get done. I just go waste time on something else. It's like just for a short time because it's five minutes. But then I, I don't pay attention to the five minutes. And then I read an, an article or something for 20 minutes. And then I come back to it. Uh, but it's not just that. It's not just the multitasking for me that's a problem. I have so many things I want to get done. I want to not necessarily get done to do, to work on. Uh, thing, long-term things. Uh, some long-term, some, long some short-term. But like, I'm planning several videos. I have 15 videos planned for this year. I have uh, my parents' scenes in each video. I want to write all of those. Even though my parents' scenes are real life. It's just how my parents are in real life. It's reenactments of real life. But it's it's it, it's like the closest to true to life you can ever be when you film anything are the scenes of my parents. Sometimes there's interviews with my parents, not necessarily the scenes of them at the table doing being hilarious. That's the real stuff, the being hilarious. The interviews I do, that's fake. There that's a performance where they seem like they're very realistic. That's fake. The real stuff is the stuff that seems fake, is what I'm trying to tell you. Anyway, I plan that out. I write the write them up, and I that's one thing I want to work on uh, that I put off. There's the I'm working on a documentary about green about Japanese Green Bay Packer fans. That's another thing that I periodically will put off. Every day I want to have some time to play with my daughter, or I. There's some cleaning up or shoveling the snow or in the summer lawn care or cutting up boxes in the garage. It's a, there, we have a forever onslaught of boxes coming our way these days because of uh, we don't go to stores to get things. Um, and we're also, China's doing a lot of work on different parts of the house, uh, which requires acquiring things requires acquiring um but like various projects like that or working on a wheezy monday video 
working on uh, my band, Riffless Pony Club. We're working on a sort of slowly working on a project right now involving covers of songs, recording remotely. Something I want to I want to tackle at times. Um, but every because of, and then you know working out, uh, going for a run. Uh, eating eating well, eating a good meal, preparing good food, just like lots of things that take time. But every time I work on one, because there's so many things that I want to do, every time I work on one thing, I feel like I'm wasting time. I feel like I'm being lazy because I am not getting the other things done. This one thing needs to work. I need to work on. But then in the back of my mind, like, oh, I got to remember, I got to do this later too. I got, oh, I got, I got, you don't want to forget about that. And every so every time I focus on one thing. Sometimes I'm shifting between that and another thing at the same time because I I don't want anything to slip. And um, then I never feel satisfied. I never feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to because I always feel like there's something else I could work on. Uh, bullet journaling helps. Bullet journaling has helped me uh, because I can allocate certain things to certain times later, I can look at the big picture and see how much time I actually have. And then, um, a lot this to happen later. And then I can just work on this right now. It helps. It doesn't get it, get rid of it completely. But what I try, what I'm trying to do is like really just when I'm working on one thing, be all in, try to forget every single other thing. That's the, that's the, flow state you want when you're creating things or producing things. Um, it's the, it's the gold standard of work. It's the, the, the ultimate achievement is to just focus on one thing and think about nothing else. Ever since I've become my own boss, that has been harder and harder to achieve. Um, because there's so many projects I want to do and all of them to me are important. Uh, and working at home, I can hear, uh, well, Ada's napping right now, but I can often hear her and China interacting. And sometimes it's not going well. And then I'm like, oh, I should intervene. I should help. I should, uh, I should go help be a parent. I'm constant, there's a constant reminder going on of me not being a dad throughout the day while I'm working on other things. Um, so I try my best to focus on one thing, but I often fail, and um, I don't. I don't know that I necessarily have an answer for it, really. But it's just a good thing to to strive for. Try not to multitask. If I I, I need to I need to stop using tabs for one thing, and I need to stop having multiple programs open. I have like a Slack account several that I use to communicate with different people. I have, I have uh, texting on my computer. I'll get a text when a phone, when the phone rings, it's often a spam call, but it'll ring everywhere. It'll ring on my iPad, on my watch, on my phone, on my computer. Uh, and I edit on the same computer. I read Twitter on the same computer. I write scripts on the same computer. Um, and it's all, all of it, there's easy access to all of it flowing right out at me. 
my workouts are on my phone with everything else. I check my emails on my phone sometimes. Like every single possible thing I ever want to do, I can do using these tool, the same tools. And it makes it really hard to focus on one thing. Even when we quit the internet for a month, there's still uh, so many distractions. And there is software you can use to you know, block certain things. I've tried it at times and it sometimes works, but not necessarily. I try just shutting apps. If I'm, if I'm working on, if I'm, if I have a, the only thing that really, I guess, ultimately helps me focus the hardest is just deadlines. Just knowing that a thing has to be done like this. These videos have to be done on Mondays. That helps me get these done. I'm focused on talking to you right now because it's a Wheezy Monday video and I, I have to. Like I can't, I can't go check Twitter right now while I'm talking to you on the phone. Actually, I probably can because we have reached the point in the video where it's time for the sponsor. So I'm gonna go take a break while Craig with a different shirt on lets you know about the sponsor of this video. Thank you, Craig Another Shirt. Listen, you know who cares about skin? For men, Tiege Hanley, skin care for men. I care about my own skin. Hey, we have that in common. Listen, Tiege Hanley puts the ease in how easy it is to deal with your skin with Tiege Hanley. They got systems you can use and instructions on how, and it's easy. I know because before this, I did nothing and knew nothing, and now I know this thing. You got your face wash. Ouch. Your eyes. Well, not your eyes, but like a bottle that's for it's eye cream. Super serum for wrinkly faced men like myself. AM PM cream. And the scrub, which I use a few times a week to exfoliate. Not like this. I actually use the stuff inside this. I don't actually just scrape with the thing. That wouldn't work. Probably not a good idea. You know the drill. I've talked to you about them before and I'm still talking to you about them because I'm still using it because it works. Look at me a few years ago. Here's a screen capture of one of my videos. I look a lot better now, don't I? Seriously, I wish you could feel my face right now. I know that's a weird thing to say to someone, but that is what I say to people when I first meet them. You know what? Feel your screen you're watching. Feel how smooth that is? That's exactly how this feels. <laughs> Tickles. Okay, stop. Stop. <laughs> and it smells good. Just order one of their systems and they will send you everything with free US standard shipping and they ship to most other countries. And you control everything. Switch between systems, skip a month, change frequency, find motor skills. That's also in your control. That has nothing to do with Teach Handling. And when you order directly from them, you get 25% off the retail price. You don't even have to leave your home, which is great because it's a pandemic. Also, it looks like that outside. That's not good for your skin either. And because Teach Handling is sponsoring this video, they are offering you a free DOP slash toiletry bag so you can keep all your DOPs in there with your first box. You just click on the link in the doobly-doo and get started for just $25. Scrubbing down a few times a week. Back to other shirt, Craig. May I, may I say that it is a fine shirt that I don't know that you are wearing yet, because I did this first. Thank you, Craig, with a different shirt on. And no glasses, I might add. You looked good. Not because of the no glasses, just because you look good, because you're, you're just so beautiful. I love Craig with a different shirt. Anyway, <clears throat> focus on one thing, okay? That's, that's, it's a good thing to do. Try not to multitask. Try not to be like, ooh, well, I can do, I can work on this and work on this and work on this. Focus on one thing. Give yourself a deadline if you have to. I try to give myself deadlines, but I always know if they're real or not. And then I, and then I'm able to 
be lazy. Just a, it's just a lifelong struggle. But there's another thing. There's another um, idea I noticed that's a problem. And I'm, I gave it a name. I came up with a name for it. This is my own thing, my own label for a phenomenon that is harmful and that you should be aware be aware of when you do. It is, I'm calling it doom stacking. Uh, I looked it up to see if anything else was called that. There is uh, some, some video game uses the phrase doom stacking. I think it's a strategy game. I'm not sure. This has nothing to do with that. I'm co-opted. I didn't steal it from that. I didn't know it when I came up with it, but I'm taking that name and applying it to this. Doom stacking. Uh, it's something I notice that I've done many times, and I notice it when China does it. I notice when other people do it, and it's harmful. Uh, I try to I try to call it out when it happens, and then I stop. So now that it has a name, maybe it'll help you. Doom stacking. It's it can be. A, when it's when you list off either things that are wrong, things that are bad, or things that you need to get done that seem overwhelming, and you start listing them off in your head. They're and they're like usually unrelated things, but they're you lump them all in the same list. Uh, like oh man, I gotta get that documentary done. Oh, I gotta work on this. Wheezy Waiter video. Oh, I gotta do a Wheezy Monday video too. Oh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And then suddenly in your mind, it's like, it's impossible for any one human to get all of this done, but that's because you're not taking into account time. You're not taking into account the reasonable amount of time you will end up having to do most of these things. Because uh, in your head, you're, they're happening at the same time right now. They're in your mind, the things you have to get done, which you can't possibly get done all at the same time right now. And it makes everything overwhelming. It makes you anxiety riddled and puts probably in a terrible mood, panic mode, maybe makes you quit things. You're like, I can't do that, can't do that. And it gives you an unrealistic idea of what you can accomplish. An unrealistic idea meaning not that you can't accomplish it, but that it, you think you can't, but you probably can. Um, you're just, you're doom stacking. Uh, another way to put it, though, is not, not necessarily things you have to get done, things that are just bad in the world, like things that you do wrong, things that are going wrong with a project, things that are going wrong in the world, in politics, in um, the environment, in uh, what other people are doing, how they're treating you, how they're treating themselves, and you start listing all the bad things around you, and the only commonality, really, in them is just bad. Not that they're related in any other way. They're they're actually separate things. Just like the tasks you list in your head, they're actually separate things that should be in separate lists. They shouldn't be all listed off right now in your head. You know? But you only have one brain and it it creates its own commonalities among things, whether it's convenient or not. Uh, and then that'll give you a bad impression of the world right now, like a skewed worse than it probably is. Not that you're wrong, maybe, about all the things that you think are bad, but you're not, but you're denying, you're ignoring all the things that are good, or the ways that these bad things, the good way, things that could result from some of these bad things, or they could turn out better than what it seems. And it seems worse 
just like the tasks seem harder to get done because of all the other tasks. They reinforce the the negative aspects of each other. It's like it's like a it's like a Christopher Nolan movie, um, particularly the movie Dunkirk. But he does this in a lot of movies. I call it going full Nolan. Um, I think he does it very well in Dunkirk. Is it Dunkirk or Dunkirk? I don't know. Um, where there's like four storylines happening, and they're edited together. They're all around. In in this case, they're all. They all have to do with the same thing, the conflict happening at Dunkirk. But they're separate instant instances, just like, um, I guess you could say, uh, the, uh, the dream one, you know, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio Inception. There you go. Um, where it's the four levels of dreams happening. But in Dunkirk, it's like four separate conflicts happening, but they're edited together with the same song same score, and they flow into each other so that the... I think it's done very effectively at parts of the movie where the really intense moment of the soldiers trapped in a boat sinking uh, combined with something happening in in an airplane in the air combined with hoobity-boo and hobbity-ba, they, they ramp each, each... They ramp the emotion of each thing. They, they prop it up by... by, by uh, being a montage with each other, so the so the it's it's worth more than the sum of its parts, because because of the combination. That's what you're doing in your head when you're doom stacking. You're you're making things worse by association with other things, um, and so this goes together with focusing on one thing, in that. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> Just uh, recognize when you are doing it. I've, I've this is something that has actually worked for me, where I start to doom stack and then I recognize, Craig, you're doom stacking, and then I stop and I sit back and I try to think about one individual thing in the stack versus everything, and I start it's I start to realize that that one thing isn't as bad as I just thought it was a second ago, and then I th- and then set it aside, think about the other thing. And, re- and just give it its own timeline and, and think about it like, oh yeah, I can get that done. Oh yeah, just schedule this over here, schedule that over here. This is another reason bullet journaling helps. Um, and same thing with bad things in the world, thinking about all the bad in the world. In general, like, uh, this is something that James Altucher said that really, that kind of resonated with me for my universal basic income video where he talks about, it wasn't necessarily specifically about universal basic income, it was kind of, where he talks about how everyone always expects the worst outcome, or the most extreme outcome of everything. He was talking about uh, the rise of technology and of robots taking our jobs and everything. I Whether, regardless of what side of that you fall, we generally talk about it as in a sort of post-apocalyptic way where ro- robots are going to take over our jobs and it's mass unemployment, um, which is just the extreme version of what will end up happening. We don't know what will end up happening. It, there are signs that that's already happening. But it's, all, it's likely, it's likely going to 
lead to some negative stuff, but I doubt it's going to lead to suddenly we're all jobless and it's just desolate wasteland, scorched earth. Um, but we just assume the worst outcome. So when you're doomstacking about all the bad in the world, your mind tends to go to the extreme. Your mind tends to go to, uh, you know, you see a politician say something or you hear about a bill being passed or hear something about going on in the environment. Uh, or, uh, regardless of what side of the political spectrum you're on, you hear about something on the other side. And uh, you, your mind assumes the absolute worst. It assumes the extreme of what that will lead to. So then you, maybe, try for a different extreme on the other side and assume that that is the answer and that is the only way forward. This, this is the be- and you assume the best. It's just so much easier to assume the worst and the best um, because it's, it's not complicated. But complicated and nuanced is usually the result of everything. Um, not always. Uh, we're in the middle of a pretty terrible pandemic that has kind of met our, what a lot of people say was the most likely result, which also seemed like kind of the worst. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay the, how bad the pandemic is being. Um, so yeah, the worst can happen, but usually it doesn't. Uh, and when you doomstack, you're even more likely to just assume the worst of everything. The worst of this thing is going to feed into the worst of this thing. It's going to feed into the worst of this thing. And that's even less likely that all of those things are going to lead to the worst possible result. Um, we should be aware of a possibility of the worst possible things. But if you're just constantly focusing on it and doomstacking, you're, you're going to, you may end up, there's a danger you may end up just assuming it's inevitable and then give up and not try for some nuance, some less bad uh, or slightly good rather than, well, that's going to be horrible. I'm going to just let that happen and work on something else or just give up and go watch WandaVision or Ted Lasso, both shows I've just watched recently. Real good. Ted Lasso? Oh my god, talk about uh, being positive. Focusing on the positive. Ted Lasso's a great show, you guys. It's on, it's on Apple TV, though. So you have to have Apple TV to watch it. But, uh, point is, avoid doomstacking. Focus on one thing. If you, if you see yourself focusing on multiple bad things, you're spiraling. Uh, step back, focus on one. Chances are, if you focus on one and you think about it a little bit longer, maybe read about it, read about possible solutions, or discover that how terrible it seems might not be quite as terrible, you'll feel a little better. Again, I don't want to downplay actual bad things that are happening, because there are plenty. Uh, But focusing on multiple at the same time is not... um, helpful, usually. Uh, my, uh, focusing on multiple positive things. Now, is that good? 
joy joy stacking we'll call it joy stacking is joy stacking good maybe that's good could be could be distracting you could assume you could assume too good of outcomes that are unrealistic if you joy stack that might be a bad thing um, unrealistic expectations in general it's probably best to just focus on one thing all right one thing at a time one bad thing one good thing one thing one thing you, you need to get done um, you got time to focus on the other stuff all right yeah I think we're I think we're done here doom stacking spread the word it's a term I made up someone will co-opt it and then they'll everyone will think someone else made it up that's what happened with doobly-doo YouTubers referring to the doobly-doo in the description. Some of you are like, yeah, John Green made that. Or yeah, Mystery Guitar Man. Or yeah, I've seen it attributed to many different people and I see the argument play out. I've seen it play out many, many times on Twitter. Eventually someone's like, no, Wheezy Waiter did. And few, a few people pay attention. But I did. I made up doobly-doo. Okay, and some of you are like, what the, what's the doobly-doo? That's fine too. I didn't make it as a thing that I expected to become so permanent. I said it in one video and it was kind of funny. So then I said it in another video and then it became a thing. And I didn't, it was never my intention to make it a permanent thing. I actually think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> but uh, I still do it. And it is my thing. Doomstacking from here on out is my thing, aside from the video game that uses it. It's my thing. Joy stacking as well, unless someone else has said both of these and I just completely don't know it. Maybe I got it from somewhere. It's certainly possible. I didn't get doobly-doo from anywhere. Who would have said that? No one. I, um, that's about it. Feel free to send me any royalties that, from all the money you make by saying doom stacking. And thank you for watching. Oh, there's another thing I wanted to talk about. Project for Awesome. Project for Awesome is, speaking of the Vlogbrothers, John Green uh, and Hank Green, they Project for Awesome, the thing they do every year. I'm doing, they do, uh, they live stream for several days and they encourage lots of people to make videos about their favorite charity. They raise money for this year, Save the Children, and then for the first half of the live stream and the second half of the live stream for various things that the community decides to raise money for. Um, but they encourage you to upload for any charity you want to YouTube, talk about it, and then they talk about them on the live stream, they promote them, they send out, look, watch this video, watch that video, watch this video, watch that video. And I'm gonna um, do a live stream. Um, I'm gonna be on the live stream Saturday, 7 p.m. Central for an hour, watching some of these charity videos. I don't know what else. Uh, rabble rousing, having a good time. Um, so be on the lookout for that Saturday, 7 p.m. Central. The live stream starts, uh, I believe, Friday at noon Eastern, which is 11 p.m. 11 a.m. Central. Um, but yeah, Project for Awesome is coming up. Be on the lookout. Still doing the Wheezy Creator Scholarship. Put a link down there to that. And... 
Uh, I was on a podcast with my friend Steve, Steve Ramsey, um, uh, which I'll put a link to down there. They interviewed me. I talk. I go into my full life story. Um, and I am looking to interview Mike Viking. Someone suggested in last week's Wheezy News about because I'm talking. I'm talking about why do people. I'm doing a video about why do people like living in cold places. Mike Viking, I looked up how to pronounce his name, uh, wrote a book, he wrote several books. One book, he's from Denmark, and he wrote several books. One of them, I forgot how to pronounce it, Huga, it's H-Y-G-G-E. It's basically about happiness and how a way to achieve happiness that they, things they do in Denmark. And it's a cold place that they live, uh, and I want to interview him. I haven't, I've, I've reached out, I haven't heard a response, but... Um, thank you for the suggestion last week and, uh, I think it'll just be interesting to find out like ways to be happy despite, cause Denmark is consistently and all those countries up there are consistently ranked as the happiest countries to live, but what is happiness and how do they rank it? There's lots of reasons. Those are some of the happiest countries, uh, particularly they, a lot of, a lot of, they have good wages, they have good benefits, they have good health care, they have, there's lots of, there's lots of things about those countries, but they're also super cold, and yet they're happy. So I want to interview him about that, and that'll be interesting, but I haven't re- heard a response. So, hey, if you know him, let him know. And, uh, but, but not like in a spammy way. Be cool about it. Okay, just be cool. That's about it. Yeah, thank you for watching or listening. And there was a time when I was I would just end these in a in a very awkward way, just like a very awkward moment on Wheezy News. You could argue that the entire video was awkward. Uh, let's let's end this in a very awkward sort of way, like <clears throat> um. I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, I, uh, ah, stupid. I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs>